Spooky Time Tea, the show where we talk about ghosts, ghouls, murders, mysteries, and everything in between, all while enjoying a cup of tea, like a tea party, but spooky. Welcome. I didn't like being teachered right there. <laughs> Silence, children. <laughs> One, two, three, eyes on me. <laughs> Am I gonna sometimes, sometimes I have to, like... I have to teach her, you Rain guys. Us brain you in and be like, Rain us in. come on. Tell me if this guy, if this like brings black, brings back flashbacks. Bring bling black. Bling bling black. Tell me if this brings back war flashbacks for you. <laughs> I know that one, but yes. Yeah, like when I was in school, that was like a big thing. Is if the teachers were trying to get our attention, they would do that, mm-hmm. and we were like, um, hi, <laughs> we're here. If, if I ever become a teacher, mine is going to be, so no one told your life was going to be, be this way. Oh, you like this one? I do like this one. Okay, so today we are drinking the Cranberry Apple Tart Herbal Tea from Spice and Tea Exchange. It is one of our favorite teas, and it is Chloe approved. Yeah. To the point where she took it out of Kat's hand with her teeth. COVID. 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 We're all exposed to each other nonstop. I know. We're the only three that are constantly exposed to each other. Yep. Mm. We basically we, we together. only interact with each other. True, too. Like I mean, it's yes. safe. Yeah. I was kidding though. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, I'm so happy that you like it. Yeah, really? me too. And it's it's yummy. I actually have had this one before, so don't um, get excited. It's not going to continue. <laughs> but are you happy that I gave you enough that you can kind of enjoy it? Yeah, I'm done though. You finished it? No, I'm probably done. No, shot it. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Kitty? No, hold on, I'm doing a tea shot. Oh, you're doing a tea shot. Okay. Oh, we should, we should <laughs> preface this episode as well, even though you probably heard on the last episode. So, we um, lost everything. Uh, Kitty's laptop took a shit, and we had, like, <laughs> six episodes recorded on there, not including our bloopers, which we had, like, four episodes oh, of. No, yeah, four episodes of. It was we had, all 20 like, episodes we that we had, recorded. Yeah, yeah, we had, like, a good, like, hour of bloopers, I think. Yeah. Some and great, like, so, grade A material. I'm so that. sad. But all is not lost. I'm going to take that laptop to a computer doctor to see if they can at least help me back up the stuff into something. Yes. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So this is one of four episodes that we are re-recording. I mean, I'm sorry, two of four episodes that we are re-recording. Last week's episode was another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Fuck! (laughs) So, my my uh, my next episode and then Kitty, no, Fine. Chloe's next episode Chloe's, will the be re-recorded as well. The universe hates me more because it deleted well. all of mine. Y'all each got one out. Both of mine are gone. I know. I saw we. Was it like being God's favorites? <laughs> <laughs> I would never know. We live despite God. <laughs> I made that My joke last episode too. <laughs> we pray in sin. Uh My existence is purely just to cause chaos and make everyone regret my existence. True. Not true. Well, you you no, are also you, chaos. You don't count. True. <laughs> that statement is true. I don't know about... I don't know. I'm not... I'm chaotic to an extent. Yeah, you're less chaotic than we are. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We are going to be <laughs> talking about something... Another heavy case. 
Um, not as heavy as Jonestown was. Yike. Mm, that one was hard. That one was hard, and we were drinking mm-hmm. while listening to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty heavy. Like, this one is heavy to an extent, but we're going back towards the true crime cases. Is this the one where I mocked him the whole episode? Uh, I don't remember. Did you? Did I mock Ted Bundy? I don't remember. I think I mocked Ted Bundy. We Maybe. were. I really like to hard. spite that man. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, as Chloe just said, we were talking about Ted Bundy. <laughs> I won't want to say this is one of my favorite serial killers. It's hard to say. Oh, this it's, is my favorite case because it's just like it's, people it's die. It's really, really hard. But as far as like a true crime, like, fan. you know, fan and mm-hmm. uh, this researcher. This is the one you lean to when you're telling stories. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the story like, you keep going back to and this, keep revisiting. Yeah, it's it's just so atrocious. What he did was not right. No. What he did was absolutely like terrible, but just like the Night Stalker. That's another case that, you know, really, like... Well, it's one of these, like, I'm so interested in it, mm-hmm. like, in, like, true crime and stuff, because, like, I love the psychology behind it. Yeah. I want to know How what, they tick. Yeah, what, like, why they what do what tick. they do, and mm-hmm. that's, that's why I, like, and I feel like that's why everyone mm-hmm. is into it, you know? I think that, because I, that, I love the psychology of it, if, I think if I was smart, and I, like, had, like, other... I think if I grew up differently and became a different person, I would work for the behavioral analysis unit. Exactly. Because I fucking love behavioral studies. Yeah. I would be a behavioral analysis because I'm really good at it. Also, grip and trauma, so I can pick up on that shit real quick, but... Mm-hmm. No, it's just something about learning what makes them tick is just something that excites me because I want to mm-hmm. see what it is that's making them do these things. Because yeah. it, you know... Cause I'd be a profiler. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. I watched Criminal Minds and I was like, the suspect is a 5'7 male. And I was like, I know nothing except for like the shoe sizes. Like, Yeah, for sure. Definitely. All right. So y'all ready to get started? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. So let's, let's we're going to talk about Ted. Old Ted. So uh, Ted Bundy, or also his full name was Theodore Robert Bundy. He was born in Burlington, Vermont on November 24th, 1946. So, Ted was considered his mother's secret shame uh, because he was an illegitimate child. So, he was born out of wedlock. As you know, back then in the 40s, that was a very bad thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which brought shame on the family. And you were basically, a lot of these women who were pregnant around that time out of wedlock would be sent to these homes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To have the children and stuff. And then the children would be taken away for the most part. Not all, maybe not all of them would have their children taken away, but, you know. Yeah. So his birth really, like, you know, embarrassed her deeply. Um and her parents as well, mm-hmm. because she didn't want to bring shame to her family, but, you know, because they were very religious. Yes. So it did. Well, and we, I think I remember talking about this in the last episode, mm-hmm. is that a lot of the serial killers, especially from the 70s, because someone said, what the fuck is wrong with the 70s and serial killers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, all those serial killers were around the same age, which means they were all born around the same time, during the same time when, like, out of wedlock children were like that, like, and they grew up in abuse. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, yep. why the 70s was so fraught with serial killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and drugs. Like a, and, and drugs. drugs. <laughs> yes. Head trauma. Um emotional abuse of being unwanted and drugs all mixed into one Mm -hmm. bad combination bad combination (laughs) um okay going back uh so his mother louise delivered ted at a home for unwed mothers like i had mentioned in vermont 
Then she later um, brought her son to her parents in Philadelphia. So in order to hide the fact that he was born out of wedlock, Ted was raised as the adopted son of his grandparents and was told that his mother was his sister. This is a Disney Channel show, straight up. There's a show on Disney Channel, or there used to be a show called Andy Mack, where like this girl grew up thinking that her grandparents were, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, uh, her grandparents were her parents. And then one day her sister, in air quotes, comes home and is like, I have to tell you something. Because she had been, like, traveling or away at college or something. She's like, I have to tell you something. And she's like, what is it? And she's like, I'm your mom. And it's like, what the fuck? It was a Disney Channel show. It's a Disney Channel show. It's on Disney Plus. What? It's on Disney Plus. I'll have to watch Uh, it. Yeah, me too. Interesting. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. You're getting a phone call. Eleanor, or Louise, as she went by, moved with Bundy to Tacoma, Washington, a few years later, and then soon after married his stepfather, Johnny. So from appearances, he grew up in a content working class family. At an early age, he started to have this unusual interest in death. It's kind of weird, right? As a child. Sus. It's a little weird. <laughs> Bundy sus. <laughs> now, this is where I thought was really, really strange. And we also, last time we recorded this episode, we were like, what the fuck? But uh, so around the age of three, he became... Um, fascinated with knives that's right yes because we're talking about silas's uh pocket knife phase yeah yeah but this kid was three years old yeah like silas wasn't much older when i'm remembering like my niece and nephew when they're three years old like they didn't mess with those types of things no three's a little young three is really young so the fact that like maybe his stepdad would believe also they don't have iPads back then. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but, like, maybe his stepdad had, like, pocket knives or something and, like, yeah. maybe left them around? Like, I don't know. And maybe yeah. he would play with them, like... Was Bambi out by this point? <laughs> no. No. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah. What oh, yeah, it was. Wait, maybe. Hold on. What year did Bambi come out? 1942. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, was well, maybe he was out. Yeah, he, he was out before, four years before he was born. Huh? Well, then, I don't know. So, uh, at school, he was shy, but a smart child. However, he did not do well with his peers, so he was very intelligent. Are you telling me that Ted Bundy was a gifted burnout? Get the fuck <laughs> out! <laughs> I'm attacked! I might say yes to that, actually. <laughs> oh, God. The gifted, <laughs> the gifted burnout with ADHD that is depressed? Yeah. Possibly mm-hmm. bisexual, which is why maybe he went after women. It's a, well, there's a reason why he go, he That's started true. targeting. That's and I'm right. going to get into that. Yeah, but yeah. Also, women are generally the victims of violent crimes. True. Always. Not all the time. No, but, not all the time. But, but, but statistically speaking, if you are a woman, and I think it's between the ages of 18 to 24, mm-hmm. you, yes, I just left that age range, you are statistically more likely to be the victim of a, of a violent crime than any other um, like category or... During his teenage years, his darker side started to emerge, so he would start to peer into other people's windows. Peeping Tom's escalations is my least favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he thought nothing about stealing things from these people when he would, like, basically... He would not only peep in there probably because... Hey, mm-hmm. there's people in there that may be, like, catching his interest. But there's also things in there. And he was, like, he would go and steal things from them when they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he didn't have any remorse over stealing anything, you know, from yeah. these people. No, yeah. No remorse. No, it's pretty typical. The, yeah. That flip in, that switch in his brain has not been turned on. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it ever did. Yeah. It, it was, 
it was also a burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he graduated from the University of Washington with a degree in... Can you guess? Psychology. Psychology. Yep. In 1972. Hold the fuck up. Gifted burnout with an interest in psychology. I'm telling... One of the three of us is gonna replace that buddy. No. No. It's me. Oh, my God. Chloe. No. God, Chloe. Um, okay, we all saw We would lock you up in a cage before that ever happened. We got you, baby. Arguably, you would do that now. (laughs) Depending on the day. Yes. Hey, you didn't have to agree with me. (laughs) Yeah, so he, he graduated in 1972... Uh, he had been accepted to a law university, uh, I'm sorry, a law school in Utah, but would never earn a degree. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Calling me out on my shit. I didn't finish my degree, so what? <laughs> There's a difference. You're going back. I am, yeah. So. Maybe. If I, get, if I get in again. You will. You'll get in. During his time as a student at the University of Washington, he fell in love with a pretty wealthy young woman from California. So I think you all know where this is headed, mm-hmm. right? Of course. They're going to live happily ever after. No. Yep, that's it. Uh, Close so. your eyes, Chloe. Yeah. Close your ears, Chloe. Close, clo- earmuffs. She literally had everything Bundy wanted in life. Class, money, and influence. However, when she broke up with him, he was so devastated that this is where it started his reign of terror. Mm-hmm. Because she broke his heart, he felt like he needed to, like, get vengeance on the shit that she did to him. So he started to target. This is why women have issues dating men. Okay. (laughs) This is why when men ask women out, we're scared to say no. We're scared to break up with our Mm -hmm. boyfriends. Is because this shit is put on us. It's not her fault. He was fucking crazy. No, uh, of course. That's my rant today. Thank you for coming to Chloe's TED Talk. Chloe Talk. Chloe Chloe Talk. Proceed. Um, (laughs) So many of Bundy's victims um, shared an eerily similar appearance to his college girlfriend. They were attractive women with long, dark hair. Mm -hmm. Chloe? I'm going blonde again. It's not an issue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do we like if I don't? Maybe somebody else's target. I don't. (laughs) Here's the thing. We've discussed this. That's how I die. A attractive man is going to come up to me with a van and offer me candy and puppies, and I'm going. You're not going if they offer you candy and puppies. That is sus as fuck right there. That right there will tell you, nope. And you ha- and they in a van? Chloe. We now know his target victims. Yes. <laughs> attractive young women with long brown hair. Right? So around the mid-1970s, he went through a transformation. So he became more outwardly confident. Because remember, he was shy, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of not outspoken or anything like that. He became active in social and political matters around this time as well. He's trying to build relationships up with these people Mm -hmm. for a reason. Never trust politicians. He even received a letter of recommendation from the Republican governor of Washington. So when Bundy started claiming... red flag number one. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But... When Bundy started claiming lives, um, his psychology studies might have provided him with insight on how to manipulate these people and his yep. victims. Uh, he would sometimes put on fake casts or use crutches, then ask women to help him, playing on their natural sympathies. Mm-hmm. Which Fuck you, is help yourself. I have no natural sympathies. Terrible. Yeah. I, I would have been a victim then because I am very sympathetic. So I'm scared I, of everything. I'm sympathetic as shit. You guys know this, but I am scared of everything. I know. But 
for me, I like especially if I see like a homeless person or something, like I want to like help. Yeah, you know, kind of yeah. thing. So like, I feel like I would have been a victim if it was around that time. And I total random side note: the invention of earbuds has single handedly saved women from having to like deal with so many fucking people. Like, still we have to deal with so much shit. But the the invention of earbuds or headphones and traveling like with audio in your ears, you can block out everybody. Uh. On the flip side of that, has also simultaneously probably caused a lot of problems. Because, like, I used to walk home with both earbuds in, yeah. and my dad would yell at me because he'd be like, do you know what could happen to you if you didn't mm-hmm. hear someone coming up behind exactly. you? Exactly. That's one, why yeah. I have one ear, one in and one yeah. out. I so have I can... one in, and I have it looking like I have the other one in, and it's just hooked over my ear. Yeah. That's smart. But, yeah, like, I but always... To, but if it looks like I can block out the world, most of, most of the time, if I'm mean mugging it, which I can't do, or mm-hmm. I look like I'm blocking out the world, it's gonna deter whatever could happen. If you are bold enough to come up behind me, motherfucker I've seen Miss Congeniality more times than you can count, I will sing. <laughs> you know what else works? Just ignoring people. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. what earbuds helps like, the ignoring thing is because they can't be like, bitch, you can hear me. Like, oh, she has headphones mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm always, when I go on walks by myself and stuff, I'm always I don't uh, go on walks very by perceptive. Myself. And I know, like, I'm always kind of checking my surroundings. Even if I don't feel like there's someone following me, like, I always double check to yeah. make sure. Like, every once in a while. Also, keys in me. between my fingers yep. and my jacket pocket, ready to, like, sidestab your throat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was actually Go for the taught, jugular! <laughs> I was taught that um, when I was a CNA, like, especially because I worked night shift. I worked uh, graveyard shift. So mm-hmm. they would teach you, if, like, you need to go out to your car for any reason whatsoever. Always carry your keys in between your, your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, as a weapon. Yeah. Because we had um, a couple of people who were assaulted in our... Um, facility like outside the facility papa john's won't deliver to our area anymore if you are wanting to pay with cash you have to pay with card already online oh, fuck. two different delivery guys got beat up and shoved in their trunks of their cars <gasps> in your apartment complex not in my complex but in my area oh yeah. my gosh how did you find this out because we we tried to order Papa John's one night and we wanted to pay with cash and they were like we're sorry we don't do that anymore and the guy on the phone told Tommy why <gasps> that we that they won't do that anymore mm-hmm. because that that's what happened yeah. with the other two guys is the people who called claimed that they were going to pay with cash and then beat him up and took the pizza and shoved him in the back of the trunk. This guys is- it's fucking pizza it's ten dollars. Yeah, like, oh my god. This is one reason why I have no faith in humanity. One of those reasons. <clears throat> Anyways moving along. So not only would he play on um, his victims' natural sympathies and stuff, he would also dress up as authority figures, which obviously, you think that a police officer is going to pull you over, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to stop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're probably terrified. You don't want to break the law or whatever. So, yeah, that's fucked up. We had a problem with that a few years ago. Um, it was a certain group of men that were pretending to be police officers. They had, mm-hmm. like, fake uniforms and they had painted their cars and had fake lights on their cars that oh, were pulling no. people like the fake like the lights you can take off and put back yeah. on yeah. like the detachable ones like the one in Miss Congeniality where she's like popping it on when she's going to get kind of like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no this mm-hmm. is why you don't pull over for cop cars that are not blatantly cop, cop cars. cars yeah mm-hmm. or if you if think you, if, if, are we no. gonna say the same thing if you think that you're that you are being pulled over by a fake cop car, call 911 first. Yeah, no, do that. And then also you can 
drive well, yourself to a police station. Yeah, that yeah. too. That too. Yeah. Also, there are police cars though that do have the ghost writing in there. Yeah. So I mean, it is so. It's, That's why you call nine one one first and make sure that that cop car is pulling you over. Because if they're gonna be like, "Why were you running?" Be like, "I wasn't. I just wanted to make sure you were a cop car mm-hmm. because I didn't want to." You can give them the license plate yeah. number. Yeah. If you call 911 because you think a fake cop car is pulling you over, like, you can call 911 and be like, hey, there's a car that's following me. I think it's a cop car, but I can't tell because it might be a, a fake one, car. like a civilian car or something. Here's the license plate. And the, the dispatcher will be able to tell you yes or no. They'll say mm-hmm. yes, pull over now. And then yeah. you can do it and be like, I'm really sorry. Just my safety comes first. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Bundy ended up confessing to 36 killings of young women across multiple states in the 1970s. However, uh, experts believe that the total count of killings may be closer to 100 or more. Wow. Can you Um, imagine your job being a Ted Bundy expert? God. Oh, my gosh. Horrifying. Right? I would have hated working on that case. Yeah. Uh, His killings would often follow a pattern, as most Mm -hmm. killers happen to do, right? So humans naturally... Sorry. Oh, go ahead. So I have been in therapy for years and I've been told that humans naturally, we look for patterns. Mm -hmm. Like that's what our brains are wired to do. And Mm -hmm. so we are also naturally predisposed to creating patterns, Mm -hmm. which is why Mm -hmm. serial killing and shit, like that's what they look for is the patterns Mm -hmm. is because we are not creatures. When it comes to humans, there is absolutely no such thing as random. Like everything has a pattern to it. Mm -hmm. We are genetically, it's genetically impossible for us to be like purely random. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it makes sense. And especially, like, I feel like a lot of these serial killers, they do these types of patterns because it makes them stand out more. Yes. Yeah. That being said, the Texas road system is dumb as shit and completely random. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Denver. We're on a grid system. The fuck did you guys do? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not from here. California's isn't any better. I mean, I guess some of the cities are kind of, like, more. But Denver, grid. Uh, let's see, going back. Uh, okay, so his, as I said, his killings would often follow a pattern. He would, this is going to get graphic, so he would often rape his victims before beating them to death. Um, I'm going to get into more of the graphicness later when I go into the victims, Mm -hmm. but, um, but there is debate as to when Bundy first actually started killing his victims, because, as they had said, there may have been over more than a hundred cases. So they were not quite sure when he actually started um, killing, but most sources state that he began his murderous rampage around 1974. So, my mom was a year old. Yep, mine too. I'm going to go into the victims now, or some of the more, I wouldn't say iconic, but the more well-known victims. Uh, So the University of Washington student Linda Ann Healy was Bundy's first known murder victim. She was killed in February 1974. Uh, He ended up committing at least seven more homicides in Washington and through some parts of Oregon in the summer of 1974. These killings included two women who ended up disappearing from uh, from Lake Samish. It is a state park in, near Seattle, uh, but this all happened around July. So witnesses later came forward to describe a man calling himself Ted, right, who'd asked for help with a sailboat while wearing a sling. Okay, first of all, that was his first mistake. He's Don't g- use your real name. Well, mm. We shouldn't be giving advice. No, no, no. I'm not giving advice, but I'm just saying that was his first mistake because he gave his name away. Yeah. And that's kind of like... 
But also, on the counterpoints, you can be like, this idiot didn't give him his real name. What's his real name? <laughs> he wasn't very... I mean, he was bright. For being a bright person, he wasn't very bright of how he... Or he went over underthought it. Maybe he did. I don't know. You never know. We won't ever know because he's dead. But uh, let's see. What if a genie came back to like came around? It's like you get three wishes. And you're like, I want to know Ted Bundy's thought process. And you're like, Re- really? There are four rules now. The genie would be like, Uh, no. She's like, you can't wish for money. You can't make someone fall in love. You can't wish someone back to life. I want to know Ted Bundy's thought process. There are four rules. <laughs> Oh my god. So, I speak in TikToks. So Bundy okay. resembled a composite sketch rendered by authorities. Um, the suspect was also seen driving a, a Volkswagen Beetle, which matched Bundy's car. And now this is the part that kind of gets me upset because, yeah, he made friends with authorities and public figures. This is like where, like, friends in high places. Friends in high places come in handy in certain yep. spots, yes. certain areas, but like, it makes me angry because the, the way that they handled it at first. Yeah. Um, so even though with these similarities, because he was a law student who worked with the state's Republican Party and had no adult criminal record, the police didn't bat an eye at him. They're just like, eh, you're not. Of course. You're not a suspect. You're a good kid. You you do things. You know, you do this. So they're just brushing him off. They're like, you're not a suspect. What are you talking about? However, in 1974, Bundy began to attend the University of Utah School of Law. He was admitted because of his recommendation letters from his college professors and from the governor of Washington. Since Bundy helped on his re-election campaign, that's why he was given that letter of recommendation. So the timing for the school, like changing schools, you know, going over to this school mm-hmm. was one of the reasons, like, it was a good reason for him to leave Washington because they were starting to investigate the murderers mm-hmm. yeah. at the time. So he's like, there's my ticket out. I'm bouncing bitches because he's like, uh, I need to get out of here. They're starting Bye. to, they're starting to, they're starting to snoop around too much. I need to get out of here. He was too smart. He really was. I hate that. Except he didn't plan all of the stuff. Yeah. Give to child burnout. Give to child burnout. So women begin to disappear in Utah and Colorado. Now, some of the ways Bundy killed his victims are graphic, and I'm about to go over a few of these. And Trigger it's... warning. Yes, so trigger warning. So while uh, Bundy killed some of his victims slowly, others would be kept alive for days. Now, during this time, he would repeatedly rape his victims and strangle them. Uh, even if a victim had would die, Ted would sometimes often engage in necrophilia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or he would hack off their heads to keep as a temporary trophy. Yeah. I hate that. Hereditary. Yeah. You, you won't. Okay. Um, you will never get it. Okay. You're not allowed to watch that movie. Okay. That's just, um, every time I hear the word, like, hack off head or decapitated, that's, that's the movie the image I that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have very different thoughts. Because <laughs> I go to either the guillotine in the French or Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard. Yeah. I mean, well, yes, but as far as horror movies go. So, uh, with some of his victims, he would take the time to apply makeup and wash their hair before disposing of their bodies, which is a very strange behavior. Since this actually took a lot of time, uh, Bundy began to skip his law classes and yet was still able to pass his exams. He'd skip school, 
but would be able to go and take his exam, pass it, even though he had missed multiple weeks of classes. Yeah, I've done that. I mean, they did have textbooks, so he was probably either reading the textbooks or, again, he was... Maybe he has a photo. He might have had a a photographic memory. If he did, that would be documented. Because they they document that with... uh, Who had one? I don't remember. But you know I'm right. Yeah, they've been... Yeah. Was it Kemper? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe. Why don't you guys Google that? Mm -hmm. Uh, So up until August 1975, Bundy continued living as a law student... However, one night, a police officer ended up pulling Bundy over. Uh, In his vehicle, the police officer found a ski mask, an ice pick, and handcuffs. He was linked to and charged with the kidnapping of Carol DeRanche. So, she was the only victim, well, one of the only living victims that she was able to get away from him. Which was Mm -hmm. great. So... um, So, Carol was tricked into getting into his car when he pretended to be a police officer um, however, she somehow figured out that it wasn't, he was not an actual police officer. There might've been a struggle or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Bundy really had didn't... an IQ of 136. Wow. Yeah. I found a, a definitive ranking of killers in their IQs. That's crazy. That's insane. Uh, Andrew Cunanan, who killed, uh, Versace, 147. Wow. That guy was insanely smart. Bucky. I remember that from I watch I watched the uh, docuseries Darren Chris. I mean not docuseries the uh, like the one that oh they did for OJ Simpson, but they did it for yes. Versace. Yeah, yeah, anyway. was really good. Yeah, he was crazy smart. So during his trial, he claimed he was innocent and that she was completely lying out of her ass. Yeah, believe the fucking victims. <laughs> Absolutely. So throughout the trial, he won over many supporters, but was eventually convicted of like kidnapping in 1976. Like you, you could only win over some of the, like the jurors like so much mm-hmm. before they're like starting to call him on his bullshit. Because like, yeah, he's smart, but like he has a lot of evidence against him. Also, his victim is survived. Bundy was soon extradited to Colorado and being tried for killing. Um, 23-year-old nurse Karen Campbell, with his knowledge of law, he decided to represent himself as his own lawyer. Since he was acting as his own lawyer, officials gave him access to the law library. Legally, you have to. Yes. However, they should have paid a little bit closer attention to Mm -hmm. him. So during his pre-trial in June 1977, he was sent to the library where he managed to escape by jumping out of an open window. Now, I don't know how how far open, like, was it up on a high level? Was it just, like, on the first adult level? Adult like, supervision required I for felons. It, I believe it was a, a two-story. I think it was, it was two-story. Two because in the injured. Zac Efron movie, mm-hmm. he jumps out of the second story. And I don't know okay. if that's movie-related or if mm-hmm. that's, like, a legit detail. But... Yeah. Because he hurt himself, I thought, too. I think too. he did, yeah. And, um... But, like... And you won't hurt yourself jumping out of a one-story window, coward. I mean, unless you accidentally trip. Like, I would probably hurt myself trying to jump over it. Let me degrade the serial killer in peace. Please, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Fucking idiot! (laughs) (laughs) I, myself, would probably injure myself just because I'm klutzy. Same. Ted Bundy's just a fucking dumbass. (laughs) So, that was their first mistake. They should... I understand that they were giving him privacy because, you know, they're... You know, so it didn't Legally, it could have affected the case. However, you let the serial killer go. He got away. That definitely affects the case, too. (laughs) Now you have more murders. Yeah. However, even though he escaped, he was recaptured after eight days. 
Of course, no one seemed to learn how smooth he was because, again, he escaped on de December 30th, 1977. They don't learn from their mistakes. Uh -uh. No. During the second time that he escaped, he actually made it further away. Because I think in the first time, he was only, like, he was in the same area. So, like, that's why it only took eight days for them to find him. Like, he was, like, hiding, I think, out in, like, some, like, little area, like, kind he himself. couldn't get out of town because mm -hmm. there was only one way in and one way out. Yeah. So he was in he was the like woods. Yeah, in the woods like the area. Yeah. Town. yeah. I was going to say like a forest area, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. pretty sure it was like in that area. It was, it was a, a wooded area. At minimum, a heavily wooded area. Yeah. yeah. But they're going to find you. Yeah. They're going to. I believe he turned himself in because he knew he couldn't get out of town. He was gone for eight days, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he turned himself in. Because he knew that he couldn't get out of town, so he eventually walked back into town and they caught him. Which is strange because, again, however, he escapes, but this time he actually does make it out. Mm -hmm. And then this time he's gone for a little bit longer and he actually makes it all the way to Florida. However, while he's in on his way to Florida, he goes and kills more people. Mm -hmm. uh, so this time he killed two more college students and one 12-year-old. When you're on the run, you don't have time for this shit. He apparently did. He didn't. That's why he got caught. Well, I mean, this is why he got caught, yes. But he decided, I don't know, it was just the the killer in him that was like, I have to kill you. I don't, the psychology here is His impulse heavily. control. It was, yeah. A, yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. Um, but yeah, which is really sad that he killed the 12-year-old, though. I also... That was like the only child that he killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else was like in college. Like, I want to know what the thing about, like, because like, what makes you flip the switch from like... Adult women to children. Honestly? And then straight back. Like, what was the circumstance there? I have no idea. Maybe he, maybe this child he saw, saw him. Something. Maybe, yeah. Like, who knows? During this time, he severely injured three other women. So he was in, like, a, he went into a dorm, like, mm -hmm. area. And then he, I think the 12-year-old was in the dorm, if I'm not correct. I could be, or maybe not in the dorm, but it was, like, an area where, like, a lot of people were, like, a housing unit. Okay. Like, an apartment? Maybe it could have been an apartment building. I can't remember, but I do it's know. It's not a boarding house, because those aren't real anymore. No. Back then, they were in the seventies. No, I don't think. I think boarding houses like faded out in the forties. Maybe, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he forties, fifties. He severely injured three other women um, before he was caught again. So he was in the middle of trying to kill these three other women, um, but was actually like startled by. Um, this is what I talked about last time. So um, on the documentary that I had watched, like he was startled. In the midst of, like, mur uh, not murdering, but sorry, like, injuring these three other women that were in assaulting. the room together. Assaulting. Yes. Um, like, there was, like, a car or something that the had, like, head headlights. Yes, the headlights. And he thought um, it was the police. Into the window. Yeah. And he, he freaked out and, like, booked it because he thought it was the police that had, like, caught him. So yeah. he ended up running and stuff. And then he ended up getting caught. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so, so of course, he gets caught again. And then he ended up wanting to represent himself again, which, you know, that's a bad idea. Yeah. It didn't go so well the last time. Put bars on the window, put bars on the window. <laughs> uh, so, and then at his trial in Florida, things did not go in his favor. And he was found guilty of three murders in two separate trials. And then he was sentenced to death. So, also, I remember I had talked about, like, one of his ex-girlfriends mm -hmm. had wrote a book um, about um, the relationship that they had and stuff. And it was kind of like a, he was very manipulative mm -hmm. to her. Mm -hmm. 
And There's no way he was a good person in his relationships and killed all those people. No, absolutely not. Um, but she wanted, she, she wrote under a ghost name mm-hmm. because she didn't want people to associate, you know, her being associated with him yeah, and stuff. So she like, wrote this book and then we don't know whatever happened to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she basically was talking about her, like the love that she had for him, but then all the things that had happened and that she was actually responsible for turning him in twice. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time she reported and like, was like, Hey, like, this is really fishy. Like this sounds this like, sounds, this sounds like my boyfriend. This sounds like him. So she reported, but the police were like, this is at that first time where they're like, nah, he, he's good. He's, he doesn't have a record. He's fine. Then she was finally like, bitches, it's listen to me. Him. It is him. I know it's him because she was around when like he started to become like kind of like mm-hmm. violent, violent and crazy. So she ended up figuring it out. She saw the switch flip. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she no matter was, how brief of a it was like yeah. she saw it. Yeah, so she was responsible for him actually getting, like, Him becoming, like, the hunt him down. Are we going to talk about the lady who was madly in love with him and they got married while he was in prison, had a child together right before he died? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we will talk about her because um, she's a little... One of the craziest parts of this story, truly. Uh Yeah. So um, Bundy ended up getting married to Carol Ann Boone. Um, And there is even a five-part true crime series about the whole situation with Bundy. And she's, like, in it. Um... So Boone was convinced of Bundy's innocence throughout his trial, and even while he was on on death row, the couple dated before his uh, initial arrest and got married in the courtroom in 1980. After he proposed to her in the middle of his highly publicized trial, mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. fucking Christ, maybe to get more. She was madly obsessed with him. Oh yeah, like on a horrifying level, like a, a okay. super fan. Is she the girl that, in the movie, extremely wicked and shockingly evil and mm-hmm. vile that Zac Efron pins up against the soda machine? I believe so, yeah. Like, okay. she was going to see him and... and yeah. She's the yeah. girl that had, like, the short, like, kind of curly hair mm-hmm. that was, like, up in the big glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Rosa Bundy, which was their daughter, mm-hmm. uh, was born October 24th in 1982, so... Uh, Carol Ann Boone got pregnant while visiting Bundy while he was in prison on death row. Um, how that happened? People don't know how that happened because he was on death row. How he got the visitation? It was the 80s. Yeah. That's literally my only... It was the 80s. It was the 80s. But he wasn't allowed conjugal visits, so... We're not sure how the hell he, he paid did someone it. off. He oh, had for to, sure. unless it's not actually his kid. That being said, she's thirty nine this year. Um, there were rumors um, about like that to be that began to serve as about just how it happened and if her child was really Bundy. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. Um, There's no evidence. Although in an article she said in like a newspaper article in 1981 she said it's nobody's business how she conceived the child with Bundy. I mean fair, but uh yeah. So um oh. Oh, okay. So there's some speculation that said that one of the possibilities was that Boone may have passed an empty condom to Bundy via a kiss. Uh, uh which he then filled and returned it in the same manner. Mm. So I'm disgusted. Yeah, that's but fun. Here's the thing: you said that, and my head went, "Oh, hey, they have those like at-home insemination kits now." No, yeah, say, but maybe did they now, in the 80s? but back then, 
No, but mm-hmm. there's something along the lines that you could yeah. do that mm-hmm. with. Didn't Friends make a turkey baster joke at one point in the 90s? Yes. Yeah. Um, but then someone had said that Bundy and Boone wouldn't have wouldn't have had to go such desperate measures. Instead, it was common for inmates to bribe the prison guards, like as mm-hmm. you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, for so they can yeah. get together. Zach um, Efron pinned this bitch up against the soda machine. <laughs> Yeah. So Do you I remember mean, that scene? Because I yeah, remember yes. that scene. Uh, I bet you remember that scene. <laughs> Look, Ted Bundy, absolutely the fuck not. Zac Efron in a heartbeat. <laughs> no, but uh, she gave birth to Rosa while he was still in jail, so he was still alive when she uh-huh. gave birth to him. I mean, gave birth to her. Um, and it's been largely publicized that Boone believed Bundy was innocent as we had mentioned earlier, uh-huh. and she may even helped him escape his Colorado prison uh, flea. So they think that she may have been one of the sources to that. Yeah, she's crazy. And um, there's not much about Rosa Bundy because, you know, she's not living in, she wasn't living in the spotlight, you know, like they tried to keep it Yeah, She was a child during most of the, like, Mm -hmm. she would only be 39, she don't, she'd be turning 39 this year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like... So, she don't probably want to be honest, associated. Yeah, no, definitely not. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I mean... I wonder if, like, when she was of age, if she, like, lost contact with her mom, or if she, like, if she believes her dad was innocent. Yeah, well, whatever her mom told her, and then kind of, as you become an adult, you... Do, yeah. One of the harsh realities that no one talks about growing up is, like, as you grow up, you start to learn Ooh. that your parents aren't superheroes. I have been at, yeah. To have your parent be the super villain in that case, mm-hmm. devastating. Yeah. So, I have a little extra tea about Bundy. Get the and... fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I made in... that joke last time. <laughs> in 1986, Boone and Bundy actually divorced. Um, oh. Yeah. And she and Rosa left Florida for Washington. It was said that she was so devastated by Bundy's um, death row confessions of the murders that she refused a final phone call from him. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then three years after their divorce, he was executed. So she really thought. Yeah. He, she really she thought. really thought he was innocent. Damn. Well, so now they know for sure that he did it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mother and daughter. Yeah. And so she didn't want anything to do with him because of it. So, yeah. wow. It's kind of good on her, though. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, yeah. The, I want to know. I don't want to know. But, like, so, like, I'm curious about this, uh, like, the mental torture that would come from you knowing after it had th- after the fact that you fathered a serial killer's child. Or you mothered, like, a serial killer's child. There has to be something wrong. Like, you, you know well, she like, probably mentally, like, had a breakdown or something. Yeah, yeah. That, w- that would cause a mental break in the yeah. most neurotypical person. Absolutely. Like, and I feel like the reason that she thought he was so innocent was because he was a really good fibber. Like, mm-hmm. he was really good at manipulating people. He was really good at two truths, one lie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, as you, like, know, like, they're, like, Throughout his trials and stuff, he had mm-hmm. gained a lot of supporters because a lot of these people thought he really was innocent because the way he was representing himself and oh, stuff yeah. and was like... For sure. So I'm sure that she was just one of those people who were, you know, fell, you know, victim to his manipulation. Mm-hmm. Just like Absolutely. with the Jonestown people, how they, you know, fell victim to like the manipulation there. Yep. You know, so we can't, Dude, we can't really blame sure. her for going. Like, she wasn't really crazy. She just fell for his, you know, <laughs> Yeah, no, his you're, no, you're right. Some input on this from someone 
like myself. When you fall for someone, personally, okay, so I have uh, attachment issues. And so if I fall for you, I fall for you fucking hard Mm -hmm. and fast and it's intense. And so Mm -hmm. if it's, especially if it's someone like Bundy, like I don't see the appeal in Bundy, but also I'm an after the fact, like I know who this man is. Mm -hmm. Like you want to believe everything they say and you are, your brain is willing to put you through that. Yeah. And so like she, she, she truly didn't know or didn't believe all this, no matter what anyone's telling her, mm-hmm. because, like, she I've had, what he said. yeah, for sure, and I've had access to being like, hey, he's treating you like shit, you need to leave, and I was like, no, no, this is just how he is, it's not, he doesn't mean any harm by mm-hmm. it. I justified that, and that's mm-hmm. the same, on a whole other level, mm-hmm. the same kind of mind state as just like, hey, this man killed people, and you're like, no, he would have he killed would've... me, like, yeah. it's fine. Like, he would have... Have well, that's s- the thing. One of the his other exes, he actually truly tried to kill her. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, by like putting filling up the house with um, yeah. Uh, was it uh, carbon carbon monoxide? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she was like choking. She was like, "What the hell?" Like she opened the window. She was able to go and open the window. She's like, "What happened?" And he's like, "I, I don't know. know. It's so weird." Dude. But he he <laughs> did try to kill her. Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, he was but psychotic. When yeah, but when you're not that like, and it's the same thing when you're dating a a guy and he ends up like being terrible, and then he's mm-hmm. shit talking his ex girlfriend. There's the possibility that the ex girlfriend's right and he's the crazy asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And so she, like, if that was ever brought up with her, she was probably like, "No, she's his ex. It's bullshit. Like, why are you mm-hmm. gonna believe the ex when you're with the person?" Yep, makes sense. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that is the retelling of the retelling <laughs> of the Ted Bundy case. It's a lot. It yeah, is. for real. He's a f- he's a fucker. Yep. But yeah, that is. Uh, Ted Bundy was really fucking crazy and psychotic but very smart and mm-hmm. it's scary to know how some of these killers are super smart and they can manipulate people yep. yeah. very easily if you ever associate with bad people as long as you're not enabling them remember everything they do is nothing none of it's your fault yeah no i think that's mm-hmm. one of the lessons we learned here today also mm-hmm. don't help men with casts like they can fend for themselves they're fine if they look sketchy as hell, run the other way. No, here's no the here's the thing. The whole appeal of Ted Bundy, how he's played off is that he's the attractive womanizer. He didn't look sketchy. I know he didn't. Don't help people. Just, well. <laughs> I know. No, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, you can't make the judgments and the assumptions that yeah. someone's a serial killer based off how they look. Like, I know. Absolutely. I know. Thank you everyone for joining us at our spooky time tea party. Don't forget to spread the spook by sharing with your friends and family or whoever else you think might enjoy our show. If you have a story you would like to share or for us to talk about, you can email us at SpookyTimeTea at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Those are our three. What are you? Are you doing the thing I was doing? Thank you for that. (laughs) And remember, everyone, and remember, don't be polite to men who creep you out. Don't be polite to men who creep you out. Don't be polite to them. It's not your job to comfort men. Don't be polite to men who creep you out. Sweet dreams.